Welcome back, guys. Hope everyone's doing well. Season review, season awards. And it's that time of the year where you're non-football experts. We all gather and we try to make it a little larger today. Uh, we we narrowed it down to the Prem, sadly, because even though it's a farmer's league, it's still supposedly the number one league in the world and uh, and the one that most people follow. So we asked a few of our friends. We got like a dozen or more people giving us their insights. So talking about the different perspective and different awards, but we'll get more into all of that. Before that, let me introduce a few people. First, with a welcome back to a few of these guys, Isa and Assam. They came back to claim their, their seat they had left for a couple episodes. How's it going, guys? Hey, everything's going well. Excited for the last couple of cup finals. Looking forward to it, actually. And the transfer market, of course. Of course, especially as a Chelsea fan. Oh, man, come on, come on. <laughs> nah, it's just some good football, you know. That's what I want. Some That's good okay, football. because for once we can gang up even against a Madrid fan. So join us, E. How's it going? How it is to be on the neutral side? Man, it feels weird. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I also want Enter to win just because I do not want to see Man City win it. But... Man, it's it feels weird being out of all major finals, you know, not competing for anything. Uh, speaking of welcome back, welcome back, Mark. Uh, happy to be back. It's good to welcome new people. That's the whole point of this project, yeah. And so we're here with a new guest. Feel free to introduce. Me. Right. So my name is Varun, and I'm calling from Newcastle in the UK. And surprise, my favorite team is Newcastle United. Local, uh, finally. <laughs> uh, my favorite player is Bruno Guimaraes. Uh-huh. And my favorite number is seven, which nice. Joel Linton has. So, <laughs> is it because of Joel Linton or or? That's nah, always been seven, but it's just it's a good thing that Joel Linton uh, wears it now. Yeah, it's big. I think between him and Bruno, you guys have two big cornerstones of of that midfield yeah. for Champions League. That is huge. It's great. I've got a season ticket, so I went to the last two games, uh-huh. and I went to the last game where we got uh, against Leicester when we got Champions League. Uh, yeah, the draw. it was amazing. It was just we were just screaming. It was well, the whole crowd was screaming. The atmosphere was amazing. I bet, I bet. I mean, it must be peak, and it just keeps seeming like it will keep on growing. I have a question, actually. Speaking of like what Mark said for Veron, basically now that you guys have actually put yourselves back on the map, because like Newcastle was once a historical club, and they had like big names and did well in Europe. What are the expectations from the people in the city for like Newcastle's future? Uh, so I think at the minute we're really ahead of schedule. Everyone was very happy with us getting top 10. No one really expected us to get Europe. And the fact that we got Champions League, I feel like the expectations for next season is, I think just to try and keep building. I think we might expect a little bit of a fall off because we don't have the depth that other teams have. But... I think the case is just probably maybe not Champions League next year, but probably try and get like Europa League or something while keep on adding to the team and eventually get to the point where top four is more realistic and we can do that every year and then hopefully eventually challenge for Champions League. But it's a long road. That sounds beautiful, but I have like one more thing to ask because like the team looks so good on paper. Like the names are like showing themselves and Isaac has been showing himself so well this season. Yeah. Alongside oh, yeah. like Bruno and Jolinton in the midfield doing so well, and like Wilson, Callum Wilson, man, he's having the season of his life. And like, what can you improve to make this team even better and better? Like, in your opinion, because I think a lot of a lot of our players doing well is down uh, Eddie Howe, and 
Mm-hmm. I feel like for a lot of these players, a lot of them are like probably championship standard or lower Premier League standard. And Eddie Howe's just got the best out of them. So I think for improvements, we really need a centre mid, like a number six. Uh, we also need some wingers. Uh, we need a left back. And we need a right side, a young right-sided centre-back to pair it with Botman. Yes. So I think in terms of like the main priorities, it's just them at the minute. That so is. so yeah. Varane, I, you're, you're of the mindset that to get the best out of uh, Bruno, he should be playing further up. And and not be playing as the six that he has been. Yeah, he should he should be playing as an eight. Yeah, mm, but we right. need like a we need like a much higher quality six. Like it's unrealistic, but someone like Declan Rice or something, or even Caicedo. I mean, those those are a tough one, of course, given the price tag. But there's one of the many picks I like so much that we'll get into now for underrated player of the season. I saw Palinia from Fulham. How I think that could fit aggressive but could fit maybe in that system because he would give way more freedom than to your both your eights yeah i think that's actually a really good shout i would love paulinho it's just hard because the sixth market isn't really that like there's not that many great options at the minute yeah about it. i'll always argue that the cdm that sixth position is probably the hardest in football and we'll get into that later but the importance of casimir for united in a way it's a tight market that's for sure you can you can kind of look at the relegated teams too Kind of maybe get yeah. Didi, yeah. Ward Prowse, maybe Romeo Lavia. Lavia is a young child. Lavia, as well. yeah. yeah. I was Lavia. thinking about Lavia. Uh, he'd be very good. For- all, all this Declan Rice talk just makes me happy. We got Bellingham because <laughs> imagine I'd have to like, <laughs> stress over Declan Rice and where he's going now. I got Jude Bellingham on my team. I'm good I'm now. Same, I'm happy yeah. he's got Bellingham because they would have tried for Bruno if he just didn't get Bellingham. So I'm happy he's got Bellingham. Oh, that is yeah. very true. Okay, but no. good point. Uh, we were talking with uh, Ibo, the other Madrid fan that we had in the past couple episodes, and the importance of the six, even for Madrid, since Casemiro left and all that. Bellingham is obviously not going to fill that gap. Do you think Chouameni has to necessarily grow in that, grow into that role? Or if someone like Rice, obviously, I don't think he's at the level of Bellingham, nor necessarily at the level of Madrid yet, because that's the best of the best. Uh, to play that position for Madrid. Um, no, I think Declan Rice maybe isn't even at the level of too many. Is that like yeah, crazy? Yeah, no, it's not, it's not crazy. It's just like, I feel like... Rice, I agree. I agree to a degree. Rice yeah, right. it's a little that's deeper. a hot take. Uh, to, me, to me, that's a pretty hot take, but I love too yeah. many. And I like I think he's not far off Rice's level, but that's just... It's slightly different. Yeah, they are different. They are, they are different, but... Uh, I mean, I I don't I don't mind. Like I can see why people rate Chua many more. So it's it's not me discrediting Chua many. Yeah, and it's it's that he's that young and he's kind of already filling the Casemiro role for me. Like when I watch and I see, I see like a lot of Casemiro type flashes. If that makes sense, mm. like a lot right. of plays that just make me go, yeah, that that's what Casemiro used to do. So. If if I'm like a Madrid fan in general or listening to this, I would not be worried about Chuameni at all. I would be worried that maybe Carlo doesn't trust him as much as we think he does. Okay. But other than that, I mean, he's he's playing his role fantastically. He's distributing the ball, getting Modric into nice places to create, and you know, Cruz being with him is perfect. Mm-hmm. But now with Bellingham, he's probably gonna fill in for Cruz because Cruz might be gone. So. It's going to be interested to see how Bellingham works as the cruise type player in our, in our system. But for today, we're kind of recapping what's happened. We focused on the Prem season because it allowed everyone to have a same level playing field. 
and had a few categories here and there to, you know, have a recap. Should we go with the team of the season straight in or the individual? Yes, sir. Let's do that. Let's do the team of the season. To keep it simple, I asked everyone to keep it 4-3-3, try to include a proper right back, left back, like to make it a realistic team. I'm happy with the results. There's a few interesting close points, but you'll see obviously some familiar names. So Starting with goalkeeper in this 4-3-3, we have Allison. I think he took pretty easily that spot. But honestly, I had the gear. Oh. He had. He had a lot of mistakes, man. A lot of costly mistakes this season. Most, you, can't, you can't get past 7-0 as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Roberto, argument, Roberto, I'm going to tell you right now. First hand, <laughs> De Gea had no part in in winning the golden glove moving on i i'm 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 looking forward to replace him eventually and i i th- i think allison thoroughly deser- deserves it moving on our first lock on player i mean allison was still pretty convincingly the leader in for the goalkeeper but right back i think almost everyone voted for kieran trippier he's been a he's been one of the you only got him only signed him for 12 mil as well yeah and yeah, the leadership, the leadership he showed as well. In general, he's been amazing. Him and him overlapping, his delivery is insane. For the left back, I've seen Shaw, I've seen Robertson, I've seen people try to sn- sneak in Ake on that side. I've seen Zinchenko, but I'm glad that we have some Brighton representation with the Stupinan taking the left back role. I'm interested to know who voted for Shaw if it's anyone here because I mean, Shaw like, plays center. Yeah, I, I think that's me. I think that's me. <laughs> I think I voted for Stupian because, man, he's been bright, very good for Brighton. Very, very good for Brighton yeah. in the defense. It's funny when you uh, get rid of Cucurella for 60 mil and uh, <laughs> have a new, better alternative that just comes in and slots in perfectly. Where is Cucurella? Where is Cucurella? Yeah, he's like, getting oh, an award, don't worry. He's just not the award you want. Centre-back, I was surprised of how comfortably, as much as I think he is the best centre-back in the Prem, Diaz took the first spot as centre-back. And uh, next to him, we have our first tie-break, the only tie-break, I would say, for, for the team of the season, between John Stones and Saliba. I think Saliba. I think Saliba has to take it. Stones has been a CDM more than a centre-back, yeah. I'd say. Exactly. And like Arsenal That's have fair. collapsed completely. Arsenal yeah. have collapsed completely and, without Saliba. Saliba dropped that. And they were so yeah. good to start because he was a shock to everyone. Gabriel yeah, yeah. too. Don't yeah, wrong. His presence was missed in, in the Arsenal squad. Like even just watching the games, you could see that, you know, the centre-backs without him even looked lost, even though he's young. But he, he also was kind of like a leader in the defense at such a young age too. I think we all remember at the beginning of the season how like people were caught like kind of by surprise like yo like this guy came came back from his loan uh in Mar- at Marseille I think and uh and and people and I, especially even Arsenal fans were caught by surprise at, like wow like this we can build around this guy for like the foreseeable future and he he, he like he had an instant impact on their defense, um, so yeah, I, I think I I agree with the fact that um, he he deserves the spot, I guess, over over Stones. Midfield, I think it's worth barely mentioning these guys because of how clear they were ahead of everyone else. Rodri as a CDM, De Bruyne and Odegaard as the eights. They just De Bruyne and Odegaard were in everyone's 
uh, votes. Striker, you can guess it. Haaland got all the votes except for one guy who preferred Ivan Antoni over him, which... My <laughs> goat! My gambling goat! Hey, gambling he must have had some money on him or something. A good farewell tour. A good farewell tour before he retires from playing for gambling. <laughs> so that, that robbed him of the unanimous. But otherwise... I don't know if you want to guess who's our right wing and left wing. Uh, I'm gonna say Saka is right wing. Yeah, I think that's the more that's the more the more clear one. The more sensible. Um, left wing, I I I would back. It has to be Matoma. It has to be Matoma. No, no, no way. It has to be Matoma. <laughs> I'm happy that uh, that Mark is answering this because he's uh, he'll be happy. Yeah. Uh, no way. Oh, no. So you're saying? So you're saying it ready. is Rashford? It is Rashford. Okay. I'm ready to argue against Rashford. <laughs> I am so ready to argue. Go ahead. Him. Go ahead. I am so ready to argue this one. Rashford, is a, Rashford only had a couple of good months and then dipped. Cook. He was not good enough, in my opinion. He is overhyped. He's way too overhyped. Uh, no way. No, I think Matoma has been better. And, Mitoma no, 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 even even Martinelli. Martinelli is the, the, the fair shout, I'll take. And and I think Grealish deserves some consideration, but I, I would say Rashford and Martinelli were, were more uh, impactful than Rashford Grealish. beat Martinelli and Grealish by one vote. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. okay. So that's I mean crazy. that's oh kind God, of that's, one vote. <laughs> that that's ca- fucking crazy, man. That's so crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it, it it sums it up like from the vote. I think it is close. But yeah, that's our eleven player of the season, as you can all guess, was Haaland. Though a couple people tried to argue for Odegaard or De Bruyne, and sure, no, maybe, you can't, you can't, you can't. Maybe if Arsenal wanted, I'd give it to Odegaard. Totally, totally. But like Haaland, but what he did in his first season in the Premier League to go break the record and like destroy teams for fun, man, you can't, you can't like not give it to him. Yeah, he is literally the definition of a tapping merchant, but he is, he, that's what you need. But that's, that's what you need needed. for City. That's what they needed. Yeah. The whole and he, he's consistent. That's the thing. He's not like, Oh, I'm gonna score like seven goals in a month and then slip. No, so he he's been consistent all and, season. And, and there was a there was a big period of time in the season where it would, there wasn't really anyone scoring on that city team other than him. You know, so it, there is also that factor of they were relying on him. Yeah, he, he had to shoulder that responsibility to for them to like continually get like collect the points. Because if it wasn't him, it didn't seem like there was it was going to be anyone else. Flop of the season, we've heard Klopp. We've heard Cucurella, obviously. We heard Richarlison, rightly so. I'm surprised it was only me and one other guy who went for Leicester. Because I'll argue for it. Of course, the clear-cut winner deserves to this award. But Leicester, it's like the impact of it. They flop so much. They you cannot get worse than that. You get really. But the flop, but the flop has been like back due to financial problems with the ownership and like losing Schmeichel. Yes, sure, definitely you lost Schmeichel, huge piece, leadership, all that. But it's still a team that on paper, like we're all 
going to feast on on the players that are going to leave from them thinking that even one of them comes to our team they can be at least a good rotation player if not a more important one any reject from Leicester is welcome into the Roma starting 11 and other teams in Italy as well Madison, Madison is world class, and he's Madison on that team. Madison right? is the top of the Tillemans, bunch. Tillemans, like they have a good team, and they got Tate as well in this, in January. They have a nice team. They have a really nice team on paper, but once again, the goalkeeping problems were the problem. Like Ward was not good enough to be the their number one. He is nowhere near good enough to be a Premier League number one. One of Tillman's or Madison will be with Newcastle next season. One of those two for sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think it's Madison. Like, I can already envision him in that kit. Uh, yeah, I would like Madison. I prefer uh, Sabozloy. If we could get him. Wow. Sabozloy, that would be game-changing. That would be crazy. Yeah. We, we all like to them. I don't... I feel like... I think Madison might go to Spurs. He's, I feel like he's going to go to Spurs. I, I just feel that too, right? I feel like he just... Yeah. Number 10 I think so as well. Spurs player. He, like, he... He just is the embodiment of a Spurs player. He had his best season this year, like 19 goals and assists, and then they got relegated. So <laughs> kind of like Harry Kane's meaningless 30 goals. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. Salsa is such a good shout. How would he fit in your 4-3-3? Because he's definitely more of a 10, but would he play out wide? Would he play yeah. as one of the two eights? Sacrifice a little? I'd say I think he could play either the eights or out wide. I think I'd go with out wide. I think he'd play. Okay. I think he'd offer the creativity and the, the goal scoring that we need because our end product needs to improve. Yeah, yeah. He, there is a lot of potential that if Hal can work his magic, he can really become big. But we're, we're removing too much attention from the real uh, flop of the season. Isa, would you like to introduce? Uh, okay, I, I would say Chelsea as a whole was flop of the season. Yeah, that's most of the comments yeah. I got. It was like everyone just, even if they wouldn't comment, it would be Chelsea, the entire institution, Chelsea. I'll, I'll, summar- I'll summarize it in a couple of seconds. Um, the new ownership had pure intentions. They, they just did not know what they were doing. and yeah. I, But I think they'll eventually get the hang of it. And sacking Tuchel didn't make sense if they wanted to sack him they should have sacked him before the season started or but when the season was over Potter was a nightmare coach because he was too nice and people were pushing him over Lampard is clueless from like everything he's very clueless in everything and I think yeah Chelsea as a whole like selling so many players and getting not selling enough players sorry and getting a lot of players in one go would cause a huge, huge disappointment for like a lot of the players and a lot of unhappiness in the changing room. And you you can virtually fit two teams in that one team. So so a lot of unhappiness and not a good enough coach to like demand his players to act towards what he wants. So it's a combination of the players being bad, the coaches being bad and the board not being experienced enough to deal with this. So hopefully now with the summer coming, we can rebuild and go back to where we belong. So, yeah, we are the flop of the season, in my opinion. Well put. Well put. I'll try to remove the spotlight from you. You you had your share. And I'll give it back to our new guest, because as we introduce our underrated player of the season, there's been a few names. The number one place was not only the, the number nine of, of Newcastle, so that's Callum Wilson. I'm surprised Callum Wilson won, but yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I, he, there's a lot. It was uh, before the World Cup. He was amazing. 
like a month or two after he was uh, he dropped down a bit. He didn't really do much, but then like in April and May, just he was just scoring goals for fun. But yeah, I'd give it on. Yeah, I didn't actually vote for Wilson either. <laughs> and his partner in crime that they fit so well competitively, I would say, is what leading the tie break for instead our signing of the season between two different players and different emerging in a way or not rookies of this year in the Prem. You have Isaac from the Newcastle side and Casemiro from United. I don't know who's on which side and another. I think we have both representatives here, but <laughs> we can definitely argue for those. This this should be fun, yeah. We have a United side here and a Newcastle side. Exactly. So. I mean, I'll I'll try and talk a little bit about uh, Isaac. Yeah. Uh, I think Casemiro has one, but Isaac, when um, obviously he came, he was a bit, he was like injured. He did join straight away yeah. and then played against Liverpool. And then, obviously, he scored, and he had a goal which was disallowed. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, he got injured for a bit during World Cup, and then he came back, and he was amazing. Like, did, I, I don't know if you saw that, you know, the assist against uh, Everton. Assist of the season. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. It was... I I was so happy we got him because I used to always sign him on for Omanja. Like, in previous <laughs> oh, years, really? I always signed him. Yeah. And to get him, yeah, everyone was like... Everyone was clowning us for spending that much money on someone who got six goals a season before, but obviously context matters and stuff. But of course. Yeah. Uh, that's why, for some of the bit, I wanted uh, Isaac to start in striker instead of Wilson. Mm-hmm. But, well, Wilson, you just couldn't drop Wilson after how many goals he was scoring. They play well together, but I think going forward for next season, I would I put, I put think Isaac is better in the middle. I think his creativity will shine more there than on the wing. Obviously, we'll need both of them because now we'll have to play a lot more games now. Yeah, for sure. Man, one thing I, I didn't expect is that Isaac would actually be like this good in the Prem. Because when, when I was watching him in La Liga, I was looking at a completely different player than what I've seen at Newcastle. You know, he looked lost. He had no idea what he was doing. The defensive pressure in La Liga is definitely much, much more aggressive. So he was kind of looking lost and looking a lot young like inexperienced but then he really surprised me like if you told me last year exactly at this day that Isaac would be one of the signings of the year in the Premier League I would have maybe like called you stupid or something but yeah I I cannot believe how well he's been playing especially in the Prem so we're assuming we're all agreeing for for Isak. Uh, Mark, are you trying to defend? No, I, I I was giving I was giving Isak props, but <laughs> but yeah, no, Casemiro I, I, I think I still stand with Casemiro and the impact he had on our team. It's I I I haven't seen anything like it because it was it was a it was a position that was of a of a dying like we were dying for for any sort of quality in that position we were uh suffering through like the last three four years with both McTominay and Fred starting together every game I have I hadn't seen a single like a lone defensive player playing for United in in so long obviously McTominay and Fred it was a double pivot you know so that just also allowed us to be much more creative be able to to keep the ball much better when we're attacking, be more patient, all that stuff. I think you have to give credit to, to Casemiro for all, for all that. Man, I'm, I'm so conflicted now because I voted for Isaac. <laughs> but 
the Real Madrid fan in me is like, yeah, you know it's Casemiro. <laughs> I'm Kazimiro. surprised. I'm surprised. You know it's Casemiro. That much, but... it's, it's just because... I'm, what I'm happy... Said, yeah, I'm happy with... Yeah, I'm happy that the the way I I I put my point through <laughs> at least got you to sway. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird because like everything you said was basically what Madrid fans have been saying when people were like Casemiro isn't that good. He's the worst out of all the three, you know, out of Modric and Cruz. But it's like he's he's so good, man. Like it's kind of crazy how good he is at his role. Awesome, guys. This is a different type of episode, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. I hope you guys did too. And yeah, unless you have any concluding thoughts, thanks, guys. Thank you, Roberto. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Roberto.